Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. In the studio, Neil Humphreys. Welcome, Neil. Happy post National Day to you. Good morning. I'm wearing red, you, as you can it's see. It's kind of maroonish. Well, yes. It's a, it's a bit of a cop out because, <laughs> as I said on social media yesterday, as the parade kicked off, my wife, my daughter, my mother in law were all decked out in uh, red and white. Right. And I was still, being a studious husband that I am, I was still in my office writing on a book. Oh, there you that go. doesn't matter to my wife. <laughs> she comes storming into the office and says, Neil, put your red shirt on now, like I'm some sort of super <laughs> Singaporean superhero, you know. And I hadn't changed. She said, the parade has started. You're not in red. It's bad luck. So I, I said, for whom? <laughs> bad luck for whom? She said, the whole of Singapore. The whole of Singapore. So to the Singaporeans listening right now, if you have a bad year, I hope you don't. But if you have a slightly, I don't know, some misfortune, apparently it's my fault. Maybe it's your fault that the uh, the roads are in the shape that they are. All these breakdowns don't. this morning. It could be your fault because you didn't have that red shirt on. I think the local word is pantang, you know, very superstitious. And and my I got messages on Facebook saying, your wife is a true blue Singaporean. She's as superstitious as the rest of us. If my wife is listening now, she'll believe that, Ken. She'll believe that the traffic at the causeway and the accidents on the PIE are down to me and my five-minute delay in applying my red shirt. But well, I put it on in the end, and all is good. Yeah, I don't have red on today because I wore my one red shirt yesterday. Good man. And wore uh, some uh, white pants. So I was looking very, very festive last night. And you should. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was quite a good NDP, I thought. Didn't it was you good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we watched it on TV, and then uh, we were able to see the fireworks on the fly, fly pass from our rooftop. Nice. So we had some friends over for a barbecue and uh, we did both of those and and uh, and then in between being up on the rooftop, we were downstairs watching on TV. So yeah, it was Excellent. good. As always, very dramatic spectacle mm. on TV. What was the favorite part of the parade for you? Well, as always, as we've said on this show many times, all roads lead back to me. Of course. And Dagenham. Yes. There yes. are two connections. Obviously, <laughs> uh, we'll get onto it in a moment, but I love the pipe band because yeah. we have that uh, Dagenham Girl Pipers uh, connection and a direct connection to our segment last week, but um, I also liked uh, Ramli Sarip, the very famous old Malay rocker, the guy with the long mm, grey hair. Right, right. You know, it's been slightly polarising, which I think is unfair. They said his interpretation of Majula Singapore was too rocky and too guttural. I thought it was spectacular. Yeah. I, I thought it was very yeah. visceral. Yeah. I thought it was, as he said himself, it was a very emotive cry to what the, the song's lyric lyrics actually mean. Huh. And the personal connection is, I've been, it all comes back, when I mentioned to you on the last show that I'd played Stamford Raffles in that Talking Cock, the movie, right. Ramley Sarip was in that same movie. Oh, okay. With me. So I'm watching him sing Majula Singapore on the celebration of the Bicentennial, which of course involves Stanford Raffles, who I played in the same movie as Rumley Surrey. There you go. So all I love that part. All roads lead back what about to you, yourself? don't they? What about yourself? Uh, well, I was just going to say, you know, watching watching the scenes, you know, 27,000 people just mm. around that Padang area, like unbelievable. I have to say the most striking thing for me was the military column. <laughs> 171 vehicles, including some yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. the newest uh, yeah. um, uh, vehicles that uh, Singapore has in its military uh, uh, arsenal. Um, and and it was, uh, it, you know, so as an American, we don't do military-style parades like that, right? Yeah. We don't generally bring out the the tanks and the, all that stuff, although President Trump has been wanting to do that, yeah. doing that a little bit these uh, these last couple Britain of years. Britain as well, yeah. But generally, we, we don't have that. So anytime I see that, I, it's, it's always a, a, sh- a, a notable moment for me. I really kind of look yeah, up and pay I, attention. Yeah, I think that's a very pertinent point you make there, Glenn, because, again, growing up in England, that militaristic parade element has very different connotations, mm. which is why a lot of the 
the countries from the Second World War, should we say, the allied countries of the Second World War, don't do it. Uh, right. The Britain's never done it. The only time they'll do it is if it's an anniversary of something poignant like D-Day or whatever. Sure. But then that's different. They'll bring out the Spitfires and the veterans. And it's a the very, historic vehicles yeah, the and historic things. vehicles. Yeah. A very yeah. different vibe. Yeah. They'll have a Red Arrows display of, of jets now and again at, at, at air shows. Mm, but mm. again, very, very different. Of course, we all know what it means. I've written about it many times. It's basically saying... Don't mess with us. We might be small, <laughs> but look how big our tank is. You know, to our neighbours who we invited along to our 200th anniversary. Look at the size of our tanks. You know, it's got that element to it. Disclaimer: We have no uh, confirmation that that was uh, what was actually. No, behind. no, that's purely Neil Humphreys. <laughs> but I've been writing about it for 20 years, and everybody knows that's the case. No, it's good fun. You've but, got to poke fun at these but, things. But it was great, and and just the scene um, of the of in the Penang, right across from the old Supreme Court building. I mean, everything was just beautifully decorated. Mm. Um, they they did some of the fireworks over the river this year. Saw that. Yeah, which was, you know, kind of celebrating uh, Singapore's rivers. We talked about that we a couple weeks ago on the week, show. Yeah. Yeah. And then the giant lion that came out that they mm. pushed out and stuff. So, you know, as always, um, an amazing spectacle. My, my favorite part, aside from Romney Sarit, was the actual bicentennial floats that they brought out. Mm. They had one on SPH. They had one on POSB. And it's very funny because y- you can be cynical, but when POSB came out, my wife and daughter went, that's our bank. That's our <laughs> bank. There's Singapore Post Office. It became a, there's that, there's this, there's that. And I would have liked it to have been actually a bit longer. I was yeah. surprised. I think it was about eight or nine floats, and then they, they sort yeah. of moved on. I love that bicentennial uh, element. Very interesting, though, isn't it? Because they had – the, the theme this year was our, you know, mm. the our community, our continuity. Yep. I'm all for that, the multiculturalism, the multiracialism. But at one point, I was like, hey, where's the Youngmores? <laughs> 2019, <laughs> you're celebrating the bicentennial. I should have at least had the chance to come out of Stanford Raffles oh, on, on one of the floats. On. Are you kidding? You're really going to insert yourself into this as well? But there's the thing. It was like <laughs> – it was a funny thing. It's a weird thing, Glenn. History yeah. is complicated. They do the bicentennial, so sure enough, they had a descendant very proudly from – the Orang Laut, mm. which is the sea people yeah, of the yeah. river. The, yeah, the original sea people. So yeah. the Orang Laut predate Stamford Raffles right. and the British element. By a long way. By a long, long way. <laughs> hundreds of years. Yeah. So you've got the Orang Laut element. Fantastic. And then it's skip the skip the British part and then fast forward <laughs> to, you know, so I found that bit entertaining. Uh-huh. But the bit that I love about the NDP, and I always make fun of this, is that I think the MCs, and it's a tough job, you've got to rally 20, 20 odd thousand yeah. people non-stop in the heat, hour after hour it's that thing Singapore <laughs> let's make some noise if I was a drinker I'm teetotal but if I wasn't and I played the drinking game wherever the, ever they said make some noise or are you ready to scream I would be drunk I would be on the back flat out drunk and it always makes me laugh when they do the screaming part because they say Singapore are you ready to scream and they'll cut to some auntie who clearly isn't ready to scream who's only there, you know, rummaging through her goodie bag to see what she's got this year. Where's my fanna? Where's my fanna? Where's my free biscuits? And it's like, ah, Kayla, I just screamed two minutes ago. How many times do you want me to scream? I love that part. It cracks well, me up. And, and, you know, the, the one thing that obviously people that have been in Singapore for, uh, you grew up here or been here for many years, know that those people have already been sitting out there for hours, hours. I've right? I've done it twice. You know, because you got to go through all the security checks and all that. And, and so by the time you're having, you know, someone say, are you ready to scream? They're probably ready to you know, have a 
cool <laughs> drink of water Where's and the fireworks, get into the shade. Yeah, somewhere. I, mean, like, I, I get it so. because, as you know, it's like when you watch a rock concert or a rock festival that goes live at a certain time. Yeah. The guys have been there for hours already, but it doesn't go live until right. the last hour and a half, whatever it is. So they, they want a spectacle. They want a colorful, loud spectacle yeah. for the TV audience. And I get that, but you don't need to scream every four minutes. It's not a Halloween <laughs> show, you know. And I just find that part very, very funny. Well, I think one of the more po- poignant moments, though, too, is when President Halima came in and then, you know, they sing the national mm. anthem. And it's it's very it's very stately, you know, very. The, the way that they set that up. And, and obviously the prime minister is there and, and, and the, you know, all the ministers are there. And, um, you know, the, the Singapore being such a young country, it's nice to see these traditions are, you know, they're, they're instilling these traditions, you know, for future generations. You know, we don't we don't get that. You know, our country no, being no. hundreds of years, no. you know, kind of already old. Um, and we don't have that same sort of, I don't think, um, feeling that you know, the depth of feeling that we get here when we watch the NDP. I, I wrote it on social media. I just wrote one line. I said, God, I love living in this country. And mm. I do. I mean, you, you'd have to have a heart of stone not to get caught up in the moment. My daughter said, why doesn't England have a national day? I said, well, firstly, England's too old. You know, they, they wouldn't know when it was. Um, secondly, unfortunately, England spent much of its history occupying other countries through its imperialistic phase. Yeah. And Singapore is a welcome celebration of breaking the yoke of, of British control. You know, it, it is a genuine, serious celebration of true independence. Whereas other national days around the world, and I think of Australia National Day, that's a very polarizing issue because because that is the celebration of the first European fleet of convicts and naval officers mm. going to uh, Australia in 1787. It essentially an occupation. It's an invasion. This is an invasion. This is an occupation. This right. is a genuine celebration of local indigenous people becoming independent from a from an imperial power. So it is a source of celebration. And I think that you have to be proud. You're talking about a country 54 years old, Glenn. I'm going to sound like I'm banging the nationalistic drum, but it's true. No national, no natural resources. The British army was about to pull out two years later. They were surrounded at that time, not now, but at that time, by hostile neighbours going as far away as communist China. They were completely surrounded. They didn't have a, didn't have a chance. Didn't mm. have a hope. Didn't mm. have a prayer. So, <clears throat> darn right, I'm going to mm. be up there mm. waving my flag and celebrating because it is a cause for celebration. It is easy to be cynical. We can make jokes. And we, we should make jokes. We shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. But as a celebration, I think it's wonderful that the president can come out. We all sing Majula Singapore and here's a thing, Glenn, quickly. My mother-in-law noticed something very pertinent. She said, that is the president of your country. Where's the machine guns? Where's the entourage? Mm. I have stood next to the president at the Bicentennial Experience launch yep. at yep. Fort Canning. I bumped into her by mistake, being the clumsy <laughs> oaf that I am in this exhibition in the dark. I stepped back and I realized I'd bump into the president, <laughs> Halima Yaakob herself. My friend, if I got anywhere near the American president or Prime Minister You'd be Boris on the ground Johnson, in handcuffs. At best, I'd be in handcuffs. At worst, I'd be in a hospital room. I love that safety, yeah. security, pride, prestige. Never take it for granted. It is special. It is rare. And without being too cynical, I think the NDP, it's a stirring experience. Don't you think? I absolutely do. Neil Humphreys, thanks for your take on the NDP 2019. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.